Hey everybody, welcome back to Quotes and Stuff with the Kennedy Bros. Welcome, welcome. Back. Oh, TJ's back. I'm he is back. back. And I don't know right. how to It's good to have him here. Good to have him here. Yeah, it's... How you been, man? Well, you know what they say. When the tough gets going, the, <laughs> the going, going gets, gets tough. tough. Was, was, was that what you were going to say, TJ? That, that's exactly what I was going to say. That is <laughs> what they it. say. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, what uh, is, is that just a saying or is that from anything? You know what they say? No, no, no. When the going gets tough. When the going gets tough. I, I feel like no, that's a saying. says it in and a movie it, or I'm, something. I'm pretty sure it's just a saying. Okay. I'm sure it's been, yeah. been quoted at, at different been in points movies. in somatic history. But <laughs> yeah, when the tough gets but, going. Uh, the going gets tough. <laughs> or is it when the going gets tough? The tough gets going. That's what it is. I know. I'm, no. I, I said it backwards. On no, I, th- I th- are you sure? Yeah. I don't know. I'm well, pretty, it's I'm when, the going, when gets, the going gets tough, tough. The tough gets going. That's why I said when the tough gets that, going, wait, wait, that's the going what I just gets said. tough. That's what he just said. No, you said when the tough gets going, the going gets tough. Oh. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> well, anyways. Anyways, uh, I am. Uh, it's the, the podcast where we talk about movies, comics, TV shows. Uh, as always, I'm your host, Nate. And the question we're going to start off this, uh, this podcast with is, if you had $14.8 million, what would you spend it on? And there is a reason why we chose 14.8, um, very specific number. It'll tie into our, our topic later on in the podcast. Yeah, if um, you can guess it before then. Also, none of this saving and investing crap, because that's what I would totally do with 14.8 million dollars. <laughs> so so you, you have to spend it. Pure, unalterated, un- un- not caring about the rest of your life. What do you spend in I the 14.8 million? Unadulterated? Adulterated, that's how you say it. Or unaltered, you could say. I've altered the deal. Pray I do not alter it any further. Uncanny. This deal is what? getting worse all the time. Yeah. Uh, let's but, see. Yeah. I guess I can start. I, I would buy a nice house, like big mansion, big yard. So probably somewhere in the South because you can get land for dirt cheap there and a big, big everything. Um, I don't not know if the Midwest. I'd, yeah, pro- the, the maybe South, not though. Maybe not. Well, maybe. I, I don't know. I'd have to. Midwest is pretty cheap. Midwest is also cheaper. pretty cheap. Um, I, then I'd probably buy, I don't think I'd buy like a crazy, crazy expensive car because I'm not like a huge car guy. So I would just buy, mm-hmm. you know, maybe one or two nice things, that good gas mileage and all that stuff. Um, I'd buy a boat. Uh, dude, are you, I think you'd spend all your money right there. Dude. <laughs> well, I guess it depends on how big the house is. That yeah, you I agree that the house might be a lot. And then I got to furnish the house, you know. So. That's true. Honestly, I bet I could, I bet I could for five million get a really nice house furnished with some nice stuff another not even a million to to get not even a hundred thousand to get two boats or a boat and a car and a bunch of other two stuff. boats no 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 uh, well if you get a nice boat it's definitely a hundred k yeah but i'm saying that's no she's saying that's nowhere near the the million mark oh, yeah okay, that's so i fair. mean it's not i still have millions millions to spend man okay so tj's going buy, with here what i'll do oh, I'll, I'll, keep I'll buy crumble i'll just buy the franchise <laughs> and then oh, have them okay. give me cookies all what would, do, we, do we want to know what the net worth of Crumble is if you could get it for, for seven or yeah, eight million? Yeah, let's see if, if I paid 14.8 million, would they just give it to me? I mean, I'm not doing it for the investment purposes. I'm doing it so I could just walk into a store and say, I want the cookies. I own this place. Okay. Okay. Well, <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. So, dude, and I would, I would buy stuff. I would buy like some, a lifetime pass to Disneyland or something like that. I don't know if they make a lifetime pass. Well, I'll, I'll, <laughs> Invent one and buy it. <laughs> so, so TJ, this is what he, uh, probably a, a house and a car, and depending on how much those house and the cars <laughs> cost, yeah, and a boat, and then either maybe those three things or the Crumble Cookie franchise, and then throwing a Disney uh, lifetime pass that mm-hmm. doesn't exist but will exist later and, on. And, and maybe all the timeline, depending on how and, cheap and maybe it is. all of it. Maybe <laughs> all. Of it. Well, okay. TJ, I looked it up. Crumple's uh, net worth, or as they make at least seventy-eight million per year, so that probably means they're worth more than that. So yeah, you're gonna be a little sh- little short on, on <laughs> buying it, but well, you could buy a, a Crumple store. Yeah, or maybe. you could buy a couple cookies. <laughs> <laughs> One million dollars. I could just hire a person to make me cookies whenever I want, or I could just <laughs> make cookies myself. <laughs> That is true. Choices. All right. That's, that's, yeah, so that's, that's me. That's me. That's, that's a good that's, one. That's, that's not bad. Christian, what do you got? 
So, I mean, I, I definitely like some of those things that, that TJ mentioned as well. Um, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll veer off the path a little bit here, though, have a little bit of a, of a different choice and go with a private jet. Ooh. I don't know how much Ooh. private jets actually cost. Um, but Do you want the numbers? Uh, I mean, you can look it up if you want. But yeah, I would like uh, a private jet. Um, that way I could fly to a lot of different places and just, you know, get rid of the hassle of, of traveling at the airport. And then also a, uh, a private pilot as well. Um, so, you know, pay him good salary and, um, yeah, all, all that jazz. Cause yeah, I just don't want to deal with the, with the hassle of traveling to the airport, going to the airport and paying money, a bunch of money every single time. I mean, obviously I'd have to fuel the plane and do all this, yada, 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 but I think it'd be worth it in the end. Well, Christian, you're in luck because a private jet can cost from anywhere from two million to a hundred million. So Oof. I think it fits within that bargain though. So I'd probably get <laughs> probably a lesser, uh, lesser jet but still you know decent enough one so that's something i'll have to look into with this 14.8 million dollars that but, i'm gonna have but nothing else besides <laughs> the private jet i mean yeah i'd probably do some of those same things that tj mentioned as well but uh to if i was just going with one big purchase probably the jet okay okay as for me uh oh yeah we did, you guys didn't introduce yourselves oh, <laughs> oh I, forgot, I forgot to say i'm always joined by my two brothers which uh, uh I, i'm the, the the classic one with Disneyland in the house. That's me. That's TJ. I'm back. The middle brother. The middle child. And I am Christian, and I'm the one with, with the jet. We yeah. always do our little question before mm. we, we jump into the news and the podcast. Cause you, so. Yeah, because usually I answer first, and then I introduce, but yeah. I didn't go first. But yeah, you sicko. Anyways. You sicko. <laughs> <laughs> but as for me, something I would do, uh, you know, these aren't, don't have to be million-dollar homes, but I would want to get a beach house a lake house and a house on a snow mountain. And, uh, okay, I didn't all, think all about three that. All three. I, they don't all have to be million homes. They can be, you know, several hundred thousand. You know. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'd be down for that. And you know, because that way I could get all summer either go lake or I could go beach in the winter. I'm skiing all the time. There you go. That'd That'd be nice. Good. But then TJ said something about food. I'm like, you know, I would want a personal chef just to, to make the best food uh, all the time. Wouldn't have to worry about all these stupid dietary uh, restrictions and health crap I have. But uh, <laughs> That's smart. That's smart. But yeah, I, you know, just those two things. And then I think I'm good. Good call. Good call, my young Padawan. I would agree. Nice. We all have a little bit different taste, but uh, yeah. But yeah. I'm, glad, I'm glad to know that we all love money. <laughs> oh yeah we are, are we do have each of us the 14.8 million and we these are these aren't predictions these are what we're gonna do this is what we're <laughs> no, gonna we'll, do. don't worry guys we'll, we will tie in this 14.8 <laughs> with, with uh, our topic later on but yeah but uh, i would like to mention that we are doing this podcast remotely so if anything sounds a little different that's why given it uh, the test run this that we'll call this one the test yeah. run episode yes being remote but uh Let's, uh, we should reveal the quote that we did from, from last week. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. TJ wasn't here for it. Um, I was not. Did I'm but, sure he listened. But TJ, did you know the quote? When I it was actually played? did not know this quote. When, when I listened to it, I was like, what the heck? It's, <laughs> uh, it's, it's a tough one. Um, but then also you might be able to recognize some of the, the characters' voices. But anyways, if you haven't listened to, listened to that episode yet, go check it out. It's our Back to the Future episode. But that quote was from Avengers Endgame. It's the, the scene when they're prepping for the time heist and right before Hawkeye's going to test it, Rhodey's like, oh, why don't we just go back in time and kill baby Thanos? And then they're like, that's not how time works. He's like, how do you think time works? And then him and Ant-Man list, list all the movies that have to deal with time travel. So that's where it's from. So if you're able one. to get that one, uh, congrats on you. Because uh, it was definitely a tougher one. But maybe if you've watched Endgame recently, you might have you nailed it. So. A nice thing about time travel. If it doesn't work out, you just say that's not how time works. <laughs> yeah, time travel, I guess. Mm hmm. Let's, yeah. Anyways, let's get to the quote for this week, though. Let's do. I understand what you're saying and your comments are valuable, but I'm going to ignore your advice. The cuss you are. All right. That is uh, the quote for this week. Uh, and that's a good one. That's a good quote. Two pretty famous actors as well uh, in, uh, in this quote. Also has something to do somewhat with our topic. So. Yeah, I think we're doing a better job of trying to tie in our quote. Uh, and now our, our 
opening question with the topic of the day or of, of the week rather <laughs> mm-hmm. i'd like to point out just uh, before we get into the news section i've been promising our our listeners that i would go and see tenant again uh and i finally did i finally did? saw it again yes for the on second a tuesday time. on a tuesday so 550 tuesday shout out to ali m for organizing that event because um, <laughs> otherwise i probably maybe would have never gone so and and it was uh, just as good the second time was it a little more i don't know understandable the second time around yes yes much more understandable um okay That's i could good. actually hear what people were saying for the most part i i don't know if that changed or if i was just re- realizing it this time and wasn't trying to wrap my head around so much so Fair. That's would good. recommend a second time if you if you have the gump the gumption yeah, but it's uh, in our news last week. Yeah, it's coming out on DVD, though, yeah. in a month. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you, you fulfilled your promise to see Tenet again. I did it all for you, Nolan, and for the rest mm-hmm. of the movie industry. And for the listeners. Yeah. And, 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 and for, for the children, you. ages 8 through 12. 8 through 12. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, if you want to hear our thoughts on Tenet, check out our episode on Tenet. Episode 10, ironically. <laughs> Not planned. Anyway, I wish we planned oh, that. Oh, planned. Totally planned. <laughs> Or did one of us go backwards through entropy to set that up? I don't know. I think it was me. (laughs) And me. (laughs) And me. (laughs) But let's uh, let's get to the news before uh, we ramble too much. And so uh, Fantastic Fantastic Beasts 3, as we kind of talked about last week, uh, you know, has been delayed to 2022 due to the recasting of Johnny Depp. But it's now has a release date of July 15th of 2022. And they also have uh, what's his name as a potential uh, replacement for Johnny Depp. We, we don't know this for sure. He's uh, rumored to be in talks. Uh, Mads Mikkelsen is rumored to be uh, to be the recast uh, uh, Grindelwald. He is uh, the bad guy, the evil guy in Casino Royale. He's the father. Um, of uh, Jane Jane Urso Urso in Rogue, in Rogue One. One, he's the the bad guy in Doctor Strange. The bad guy in Doctor Strange, yes. Yeah, he just he looks like a bad guy. He, yeah, I, I I could definitely see him uh, fulfilling this role and doing a good job. See, I, 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 I just there. Go ahead, Teach. I I still want uh, what is it, Colin Farrell or whatever. Oh, I was going to mention yes. that. Colin Farrell would be the ideal choice, but because of his uh, commitment to the Batman, the he Batman. cannot come back uh, as Grindelwald, ah, which is sad. The- Bat. That's Man. a bummer. Oh, that's a bummer because he is a phenomenal actor. I think he is. He is a great job in in his different roles. We mm-hmm. actually, uh, me and Christian watched. Uh, we watched the first Fantastic Beasts this week. Oh really? Yeah, it's it's a great movie. Um, it I, is. I, rem- I remember when the when the trailer first came out. I wasn't super stoked for it. I mean, I didn't really know much about the books. Um, but I was like, ah, they're just trying to, you know, add on to Harry Potter, blah, blah, blah. Like, come on, you finished Harry Potter. And then I, I watched it and I'm like, this was great. It, w- it was a stellar movie, uh, very well done. It brought you back into the Harry Potter world um, with new twists. I didn't love the second one at all, uh, but the first one was great. <laughs> so I'm excited to see what they do with the third one. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's two things we love, like Harry Potter, Wizarding World Magic and America. <laughs> I, I love it how... Uh, uh, what what's his face uh uh newt um uh and what's wow shoot what's the Scamanda? What's, no no the, the gal's name the sister's name uh, tina or, or queenie queenie yeah hmm. uh she's like oh yeah we have the best uh the best school of witchcraft and wizardry in the world it's here in america and then newt's like uh yeah right i think you mean hogwarts that's the best and she's like hogwash <laughs> right? so there's that that british uh, american rivalry so yeah but if, if mad mickelson does get cast as uh uh Wall, this will be like his third or fourth character having weird eyes because grindelwald's <laughs> got the different eyes and so yeah he, and all about those eyes for him <laughs> if you ever need a guy with crazy eyes you call mads mickelson there you go but uh moving on to the the next bit of news and so, you know, there was that, that vaccine that was kind of announced with COVID. We still don't know 100% going on with it, but movie theaters could be open back late in the spring of 2021. Mm. Things, uh, are able to, to go according to plan and get this vaccine uh, distributed. That's that, the term. That'd be big time. I mean, just because I want to go see movies again <laughs> in the theaters <laughs> and I want new movies to come out. So that'd be cool. Yeah. This is but the way. This, this is, is the way. way. 
But uh, <laughs> moving on, more news. Uh, the Scorpion King is getting a reboot. Not, <laughs> not with kidding. Dwayne Johnson in it, but he will be <sighs> producing the Scorpion King. <laughs> Dang it. He, was, he did such a phenomenal job as the Scorpion King. <laughs> but, I mean, well, I, the level of intensity that he brought to that role, that, the, the, the passion, the, the, the character development, you just well, you don't here, see that in a lot today. Actually, so... He there's the quote the Scorpion King movie right which is I think in the same yes universe it's, it's a spinoff of the Mummy yeah so but uh and and that's where he he's he plays more of a normal character right mm-hmm. he's not 100 percent CGI uh, horrible <laughs> CGI by the way uh, in, in the Mummy two right so he's yeah. in the Mummy two as the Scorpion King but then there's the spinoff um as well for those of you who haven't uh, seen either of those. Yeah, yeah, but uh, the, I was yeah I was gonna say because that that role, the Scorpion King in the Mummy Returns, was his first role ever in yeah. the movie. It's Dwayne pretty, Johnson, Dwayne the Rock, baby, moving yeah. from WWE into the acting world, or might, one might say that the same. Touche, <laughs> <laughs> touche. <laughs> so who, who's who's supposed to be the Scorpion King? Oh no, it's just, it was just announced that it's getting a reboot. So, uh, but anyway. So Jack Black, or who we who we who we got yeah, in for Black. here? <laughs> I don't know because it's funny. Oh, Ke- Kevin Hart, Kevin Hart. <laughs> that, oh, that'd be fantastic. <laughs> uh, that'd be funny. But uh, no, I actually looked up, and there's been like four. There's technically been like five Scorpion King movies, but like yeah. the four of four of them are like straight to DVD. Yeah, they so. weren't weren't great ones. But well, yeah. as we'll probably see now straight to streaming. Well, mm-hmm. unless unless COVID. Uh, yeah gets worked and and we uh get uh things back to more to normal a little bit and go to the theaters again so Oof, yeah, we'll ha- see hashtag beat up covid <laughs> <laughs> but anyway let's let's moving on to wonder woman may be going to hbo max not directly bypassing theaters but it's uh been announced that uh, warner brothers may be looking to after releasing Wonder Woman a few weeks in theaters, put it straight on HBO Max. Because as of right now, it's still scheduled to come out uh, mm. Christmas Day or the day after Christmas. Okay, okay. Mm. Which is, do they, lose, mo- do they lose money by having it in theaters longer? Uh, no, if people aren't going to theaters, I think so. Because also, mm. TJ, you missed last week. Because I, I mentioned no, no, that. I, I heard about this with the marketing thing. Yeah. yeah. I was just confused. I'm like, are they still marketing when it's in theaters? Like, I don't know. Well, there's always a bit of marketing. But also, like, if you make it, it also might make it more appealing for more people to, to buy HBO Max and to get a subscription service there. To be like, oh, they got the new Wonder Woman movie on there. And so that is another ploy to be like, oh, if we can get more people to HBO Max and get more people there, you also make more money. So. Fair enough. But yeah, but even though, because yeah, theaters still during this time aren't making money, because even Tenet, it had to make 500 to make its money back, but only ended up making $350 million. Oof. And so, but you know, I think the DVD sales in Tenet are going to do really, really well. But you know, because, you know, with the, the COVID and things happening right now, it's still not the best viable uh, financial option to put it in, in theaters. Mm-hmm. But uh, continuing to move on, uh, well, sorry, no, we already did the Wonder Woman news. Uh, it's been announced that Chris, Pat, Chris Pratt will be in Thor Love and Thunder as Star-Lord. Okay. Whether it's that uh, a cameo or more, it's, he's going to be in it. Hopefully a little bit more. Chris Pratt is, man, he, he's a funny character as Star-Lord. He's, he's just uh, uh, a good time watching. I think he adds a lot to, uh, to any time he's, he's on the screen in the Marvel Universe. So I'd like to see him a little bit more in that film, not just a cameo. This is true. I agree. Yeah, because also, because at the end of Endgame, Thor is with the, the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. The but, as uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> yeah, and so that, that would make sense that he would, uh, you know, be there if Thor is, you know, just leaving the Guardians. But mm-hmm. I saw, like, a meme that it's, like, the opening of the either Guardians 3 or Thor Love and Thunder is him and Star-Lord uh, using a Bowflex, working out on the Bowflex to get <laughs> wow. back in shape. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, clever. Uh, that would that would be very clever indeed. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna commit. <laughs> I'm gonna get a bull. <laughs> but moving on, uh, it's been announced that in the Snyder Cut, because Jared Leto has been set uh, to return to, as Joker in the Snyder Cut, it's said that he's going to get a new look in the Snyder Cut. None of this. Uh, I don't know if that means no tattoos or the five different outfit changes in a movie, but they say he's gonna have a new look. 
Okay. Um, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. I didn't like, I didn't love his look in, uh, in Suicide Squad. Um, but you I mean, loved was Suicide like... Squad. Say what? But you loved Suicide Squad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I wasn't, I didn't dislike his look, but I, I'm always curious to see what they, what they do with the different costumes and makeup, uh, for, for the Joker. Um, so yeah, I'll be excited to see uh, what they, what they choose to do. I wonder if he'll have to shave off his eyebrows again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I wasn't the biggest fan of this Joker look. It didn't seem very, I don't know. It wasn't very Joker to me. It was more just kind of mob boss odd. crazy. Yeah. yeah I mean, not even mob boss. Like just like a, yeah. Just, yeah. Just like, like very lucky. Odd. Like almost like they went try to make him too gangster, like modern day gangster. Yeah, but yeah. it was like just like campy gangster. It was weird. I don't, I don't yeah, even know how to describe it. Like you can't cover yourself in tats and then dye your hair green and paint your skin white and expect to look like you know dangerous kind of thing. Like you got to go one or the other. I just it, it's a little too much. I think. Gotcha. Yeah, that's fair. A little too yeah. much. Yeah. Cause yeah, I didn't, I didn't really like his look at all. Like, yeah, he, he doesn't got any eyebrows. He doesn't, got, uh, he's got damage on his forehead. Cause it, it just felt, yeah, it felt off with, uh, I think all the tattoos and it was, yeah, I agree a little much, but I don't know. Would you take away the tattoos? Like how would you change it up? Just give him new clothes. Cause uh, actually I think some of the outfits that he does wear in Suicide Squad, I'm like, okay, this kind of works. They're like the outfit, not his, his overall look, but I don't know. What, what would you change? The hair. I think the hair was like too slicked back right um i think it needs to be um uh a little bit longer i'm not totally shaved on the sides and like slick black slick back i think just yeah a little bit longer maybe, maybe like a george clooney type of hair um but just dyed green that's what i would do yeah i pro i actually probably would get rid of the tats and just kind of be classy like keep the outfits but keep the crazy so not like kind of not like a Dark Knight Joker where he's he's kind of grungy, you know. He doesn't like mm -hmm. look anything special, but like have the have him be wearing like a classy suit, yeah, um, but still be crazy. I think that would like he does in the, the cartoons. Tat. Yeah, exactly, just like the cartoons. Yeah, it's like we'll get a, a shot of him getting his tattoos removed. He's like, dang, why is it taking so long? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Hold on. would you keep a uh, the aluminum like teeth? Not the yeah aluminum nah. teeth. The the silver grill he's got. Nah, that's more. That's like no. very gangster esque. And I think that they were like sorry, more modern day gangster, not like old school gangster like with Jack Nicholson. Gangster forties, right? Um, so that I, I would say no. Uh, I'd say lose lose the grill. I, don't know. I think the grill though it does make sense because Batman would beat him up so much that like all of <laughs> his teeth, his teeth <laughs> would fall out. So <laughs> practicality, but yeah. Anyways. Uh, moving on, it's also been announced that there's going to be a, a Lilo and Stitch live action adaptation. It is in oh. the works. Whoa, man. You guys, you guys know that this <laughs> has been the live action that <laughs> I have been waiting for. Uh, <laughs> TJ, you literally, you do that <laughs> I, 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 every I, week. I, I, I know, it just seems like a new one comes up every week that I'm just like, for real, we're doing this? Yeah. Um, I, to be I, fair, I love Lilo and Stitch. Yeah, it's a great. It actually it's, it's, fun. it's a great movie. It's fun. And Stitch is cool, and the different aliens that are super strong and have all these powers, super cool. Yeah, well, we'll I'm gonna, I'm gonna just hold off on 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 that one uh, until I until I say more. I'm not sure what to think. <laughs> so I've actually, they've actually, I've heard cast Sonic the Hedgehog as Stitch. Um, I'm interested <laughs> oh, nice. to see how he performs in this role. Um, a little, you know, also kind of an alien creature in Earth, but you know, Sonic's usually. I don't know. I just I don't know if he'll fit quite quite as well. He needs to grow <laughs> another pair of arms. <laughs> yeah, he's gotta he's gotta learn from portraying himself to portraying somebody else. <laughs> we'll see how Difficult. he does. Can he do it? I actually watched uh, some episodes of Sonic X because it was on Netflix, and I'm like, oh. yeah, I saw that because <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, I watched this oh, some of it when I was a kid. So then I watched some episodes again. And I'm just like, oh, it's the exact same as it was when I was a kid. <laughs> Well, I'm watching Pokemon uh, Original Indigo League right now, and it's Ooh. even better than I remember because I didn't watch as much of it growing up. <laughs> See, but where is that in the, the Poke Pokemon pantheon of anime? Is that at the beginning? Is that towards the end? Where it's, is it? It's yeah. the original no, that's the original. The it original is the one. original? Is yeah. it called mm -hmm. Indigo, Indigo, Indigo mm -hmm. League, not just Pokemon? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Well, it was just Pokemon, but then after they created so many others, they gave it the Indigo League uh, diversification distinction. Distinction. Yeah. Okay. Huh. Didn't know that. Anyways, moving on. Uh, Sil- Sylvester Stallone has joined the cast of Suicide Squad. Or the Suicide Squad. Not Suicide Squad, because they are different. Stallone, <laughs> baby. He's going to get into a little... Uh, Boxing match with uh, Thor and with uh, no, this is su- the Thor. Suicide. Oh, sorry, <laughs> God, Christian. Sorry, I thought you said. Yeah. I thought you said uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, and I'm like, wait, yeah. he's, he's already, already in that. Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> he rejoins uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> he left, rejoined. Um, still, I wouldn't mind seeing him in, uh, in a boxing match with uh, Chris Pratt and uh, uh, Chris Hemsworth. That'd be kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, did did it say what character he's playing no, in Suicide? It's, uh, it's an un- unknown role. Ah, but we don't that, know if it's a cameo, right? Yeah, we don't know if it's a cameo. But that, that unknown role, a lot of those. But yeah, I just think, you know, because, you know, obviously James Gunn, you know, uh, Sylvester Stallone was in Guardians 2, yeah. also done by James Gunn. So yeah, I, I have a feeling this will probably be a cameo. Or like, I could feel like in the Suicide Squad, we could see uh, like a lot of like joke throwaway characters that are oh, killed in a second. What if he's Two-Face? He could be a Two-Face. But he's like Ooh. 80. I mean, and? exactly, right? Because you want to have, like, one side of his face won't even matter, right? Because it's all nasty and charred. But then you want the other side of the face to be a little grizzled. And, I mean, he's 80, so <laughs> his face is grizzled. I guess. Cause that would well, work. I guess. But then, I guess because in the DCU, you know, Batman is, like, close to 50. Yeah, So that older. means Two-Face would be, like, 20 years, 20-plus years older than him or 30-plus years. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I think it could work. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what this unknown role uh, lays upon us. So, Yeah. But moving on to, to the last bit of news, you know, just a little fun tidbit that Darth Maul was planned in George Lucas's sequel trilogy. Darth Maul was planned to be the main villain. This uh, an article, there's been you know more recent news coming out with the new Star Wars archives book that I've been going through mm-hmm. the plans kind of when, you know, this is back in the early 2000s towards the end of the prequel trilogy. You know, they have a the lot of, there's been, you know, the lot of uh, ideas that George Lucas written down. And one of them was to have Darth Maul come back as the, the main villain with, uh, with an apprentice, Darth Talon, who she's in Legends. And they were going to be the two main trilogies. And he was going to be like a, a godfather of crime in the, in the sequel, in, the, in George Lucas's sequels. Oh, wow. Interesting. That would have been, that would have been sweet. I mean, I'll take as much Darth Maul as I can get. So, yeah. interesting. Yeah, it is. It's just, I mean, yeah, it's just interesting to see that it's like, oh, he he would bring Darth Maul back, even though like his original plan killed him off. I mean, he was a great character, and so, and I mean, Lucas's creation, obviously. So, uh, you you got to run with him as as much as you can. Uh, sadly, we didn't get to see him as much in in the live action stuff. Um, though, very grateful that they brought him back in in the Clone Wars. And in uh, Rebels as well. So mm-hmm. and Solo, and and Solo. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I mean, I don't Wait, know. was I, that I, you, TJ, that, or Nate that just did that? The whole the oh, the, oh, the, yeah. the job of the hut. Solo. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. That's pretty good. Uh, no, I mean, I, it's a little easier to come back from the dead when you're chopped in half than when you're thrown down a reactor shaft and exploded. But yeah. apparently you can do both. Yeah, well, he did do both. <laughs> because the dark side is a path of many abilities. <laughs> to many abilities. Some considered to be unnatural. <laughs> Done that one a lot. Anyways, that's, that's the news for this week. Let's, uh, let's move into our topic. So as you've probably guessed or we've hinted at with our, our opening question in references to uh, George Clooney. Uh, we're talking about the the original Ocean's Eleven trilogy. Mm-hmm. Do we just call it Ocean's or the Ocean's Eleven trilogy? I would just say the um, the the Ocean's, Ocean's trilogy. Tri- yeah, I just say Ocean's trilogy. Yeah, the the OG trilogy, original trilogy. <laughs> I don't know. Um, the Ocean's OG original trilogy. <laughs> yeah, 11. perfect, perfect. <laughs> um, and the fourteen point eight million dollars that we would spend is uh, the amount of money that each of the original 11 members received after uh, they robbed Terry Benedict's casinos in the first movie. So that is where that very specific number came from. No more, Mm. no less. (laughs) 
That's, Dude, they're always hot. Yeah. Good, good always old Yoda. goes back to Star Wars. <laughs> it really does. Yeah. And so, yeah, Oceans, this Oceans trilogy was a set of heist movies that started in the early 2000s, early 2000s ended later 2000s. Mm-hmm. But like, well, 2010. No. No, it's, no, 2015? It's, it, no, Christian. 2014. Or 2000. 2000s, Christian, not the 2010s. Wait, 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 wait. The first one was 2001, 2004, 2007. Wait, Ocean's 13 came out in 2007? Yeah, man. Yep. No way. Where <laughs> yep. have I been? Well, Holy well, smokes. I thought it came out like, you know, six yep. years ago or something yeah, I, like that. No. Wow. <laughs> okay. My mistake. <laughs> yeah, but they're a, a trilogy of heist films. Yeah, in the early 2000s that I think are some of the most fun fun heist films that that we've we've ever gotten. Definitely, definitely. But let's I think uh, it's like what starts off that heist kind of feel. I'm not, I'm trying to think of heist movies that happened before then. Well, it's like I feel like you got a lot more heist movies, movies like Heat that were a lot more intense, like crime dramas, rather than just focusing mm-hmm. on the heist. Because like yeah, yeah, you got classy. Yeah, instead of, you got the, the classic just running into a bank with a gun. Uh, well, I guess Point Break, technically, that's a yeah, heist that's, movie. That's true. That's also kind of fun. But, but it, 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 it has its own <laughs> twist. <laughs> yeah. But it's... Still yeah. haven't seen that. Yeah, I don't know. I've seen part of it. It's Keanu, right? Yeah, it's classic Keanu. Well, then I gotta watch it. <laughs> yeah. Can't go wrong with him. But anyway, so let's let's talk about what what's let's talk about the story of of the Ocean's trilogy. Uh, yeah, basically, quick summary: uh, Daniel Ocean, who is George Clooney, gets out of jail. Um, he has lost his wife to Terry Benedict, who's the owner of the three of the biggest casinos in Las Vegas: the Bellagio, uh, the MGM Grand, and the Mirage. And uh, he gets together uh, eleven dudes to. Uh, rob uh, the the money that's in the safe uh, from these three banks, and it's a lot of money. And as I said before, it splits eleven ways into fourteen point eight million. At the same time, uh, he does it to get back at Terry Benedict because he's Terry. Terry is now with his uh, ex wife, and uh, yeah, that's uh, just a yeah quick summary. And it just really focuses on on the the heist itself. And how they're able to to pull it off so eloquently. What I would call getting two birds with one stone. Yeah, he did, he did. I mean, he does. Spoiler alert: goes back to prison for three to six months at the end. But it was part of the plan. It was all part of the plan. Yeah. So let's talk about who who are the characters? Oof. All these characters in the oceans. It's a it's an all star cast, right? It really, it really is an all star. Right, let's cast. see. If we, let's see if I can I can go through them all by by memory. Uh, so you got. Uh, I, I might not know all their their names specifically, but you got George Clooney, you got uh, Rusty, uh, who's Brad Pitt, um, or Brad Pitt as Rusty, <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> we have Rusty playing Brad Pitt. <laughs> you have uh, Ruben. So I, I you could say uh, let me see if I can uh, break this down well enough. You, the two head honchos are Brad Pitt and George Clooney. They yeah. kind of organize it all. Then you got the guy who has their funding is Ruben, who's another guy. He talks like this, talks from like these from the from the east, um, and he he's yeah got all the resources, supplying everything that they need to to carry out the heist. They have the the two Mormon twins, uh, as they they say in the, the movie, the getaway drivers. <laughs> the, yeah, they just kind of kind of do do all. Um, any anything that needs to be done, they, they do the odd jobs. The, yeah, they do the odd jobs. They have a grease man who's the, the little Chinese guy who's like ninety five pounds and four foot nothing. I don't know. He's really short. That yeah. can like uh, do all sorts of acrobatic stuff and get into tough places. That uh, he's he needs they're, to be. they're always throwing him in like a bag or a box or somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Then, uh, yep. then you got Matt Damon, who's the guy that lifts things, like the the, the rookie, the kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And got really those really quick hands. Um, then you have uh, the electronics guy, Bonnie uh, Rubble. Trouble. No, 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 that's Basher. Oh, no, no, oh, that's you're Basher. right. Yeah, he, Livingston. Livingston. That's he, he's the electronics guy that can you know hack the different systems. And you got Basher, who's your explosives guy. And Basher is uh, Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I don't know the actor of of Ruben or or the twins or the uh, Chinese guy. One of the twins is Casey Affleck. Oh, that's right. right. That's right. The other one is Scott something, and then Ruben is oh, the dude he, that's he's he's ancient. He's been around forever. Yeah, 
And then you got oh, Saul. Scott some, he's the son of a famous actor. Yeah, he is. Scott Callahan, I believe? No, it's not Callahan. He's, he's, he's the son of one of the guys in uh, Godfathers. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um... Then you got sorry. So um, you were saying Saul. You got Saul. Saul, who kind of he's an impersonator. The actor, or not an impersonator, he's but a, he, he, yeah, he's an act. Quote, he's an actor, um, pretending to be someone who doesn't really exist. Then you have oof, who else do you got? Uh, let's see. Wait, let's see. You got. Wait, that should just, be eleven. Let, let's count them. We got George Clooney, Brad Pitt, Ruben, Ruben, Livingston, Livingston, Basher, Basher, the twins, the twins of seven, Chinese so, guy, Yen is eight. Uh, Yen, and then Matt Damon. Matt Damon and uh, Saul. And Saul, and there's one more. Oh, no. Oh, you're missing uh, Frank. Yeah, Frank. Frank. Bernie Mac. Bernie, baby. That's right, that's right. And he, and he just has a job in the casino, so he has some, some of the ins on, on how to get in and out. Um, yeah, great, great team, great cast. Um, fun to watch them all do their own thing. Uh, great dynamic uh, between them all. Um, yeah, it's just a pretty, pretty lighthearted um, crime, not thriller, but just uh, crime heist. And uh, it's a good one to watch. Yeah, because it's something I think I think is really like, obviously, you have the main character with George Clooney. It's like, oh, he's, he's stealing from this guy because this guy kind of this guy, I guess, kind of stole his wife. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, OK, I'm going to get back at him in this way, but I'm also going to steal all of this money. And I think the thing that is really, really fun about these movies is the interactions between the uh the interactions between all of the, the 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 heist group because they all fulfill different roles like you got the twins that are the drivers you have ruben that's the supplier you got yen who's the, the the grease man gets into anywhere you got saul who is the actor basher doing explosives you have all these different parts because they all fulfill uh the different roles that happen in the in the heist that needs to get done and so because of that, they all are very unique and distinct. And you get to see how like all of them interact differently because, for example, Matt Damon is the rookie and he's, you know, the, the son of like this famous uh, heist, yeah. heist or crime person. that he's always trying to prove himself. And so he's like, OK, I got to do this. But they always like, OK, yeah, it's like you're the kid that's like, oh, you're the kid. You don't know what you're doing yet. So you got to do this. got to do this. Yeah. Like we're going to kind of treat you like crap because I think. One of my my favorite moments is when he's uh, Ruben's talking to him. He's like, "Hey, you're Bobby Caldwell's kid." He's like, "You're from Chicago." He's like, "Yeah, you do like it there." He's like, "Yeah, it's a great place to live." He's like, "Wonderful, get in the dang house." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they're always they're yeah they're always picking on him. Uh, yeah, it, you know, give him a hard time. Like they don't necessarily tell him the full story of, of what's going on. So he's it causes him extra stress and worry. Um, that he's like, ah, dang it. Why'd you guys do that? Like, why didn't you just let me in on, on, on this little thing and, and this little thing. Right. And it's something that the audience obviously doesn't know as well. So, uh, we're, we're kind of in the dark too, before the, the little twist, uh, or plot reveals that they have in any, each of the movies. And Matt Damon does a great job of that. Like, cause if you, you know, you see him in any of the board movies and you're like, man, this guy's like the biggest BA killer kind of. And then very you just cold, see him as very light. hard, dark eyes, you know. Yeah. And then you see him in 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 oceans, and he's just like this kid who's like stuttering and keeps messing things up. And it's like, oh, he does a great job. Yeah, <laughs> he's so awkward. He is. He's just like, because I was watching Ocean's Twelve the other day, and he comes up to uh, Rusty uh, on the plane. He's like, hey, Rusty, can can I talk to you for a second? And Rusty's like asleep, <laughs> and he pulls off his headphones. He's like, you know, I was really thinking, you know. You've been doing all these jobs and doing this. He's like, I, I, I think I'm ready to, 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 to get, get, take more of a role in, you know? He's like, and Rusty's oh, just like, yeah. oh, God, no, you're not ready. You're not ready. In my professional opinion, you're not ready. But if you think you're ready, I, let you got to be sure. He's like, I, I, can, I can talk with, uh, I can, well, what's I can talk with Danny, 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 I can talk with Danny, Danny Ocean. Yeah, it's just very, it's cool to see uh, Matt in this role as opposed to a lot of the other roles. And I think, um, I mean, I, I guess I can't say I've seen all of the different actors um, in um, different movies like Yen or like Ruben or Livingston, for example. But um, some of the the other actors, you know, the Bashers or Bernie Mac or, or obviously George Clooney or Brad Pitt, they're able to, um, you know, play these different roles where you're like, oh, wow, um, they are uh, incredibly different and able to carry different roles well in different movies. And it's fun to see these type of little more fun relaxed um uh roles that they have and, and how they all interact with one another 
honestly, I think this is Brad Pitt's best role <laughs> in a lot yeah. of ways. Yeah. yeah, I will say Brad normally does play the same role. Yeah, mm-hmm. a little caveat to what I just said. Brad does play the same role in in a lot of his films. Um, but, uh, you know, it works for, for a lot of the films, too. <laughs> they do well. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I think... Uh, like especially with with uh, Brad Pitt and uh, George Clooney because yeah Brad Pitt is Rusty George Clooney is Danny but we're just gonna call him Brad Pitt and George Clooney and George yeah but I think what they carry throughout I think all of these trilogy all of the trilogy is they all have it they all have charm to them a lot of charm like you very know, not Danny he's the mastermind you know George Clooney he comes in and he's very very suave he's always like this is the idea and then everyone help else makes the idea happen. And Rusty is kind of like that go-to second leader. He's like, okay, we got to get this done. You're going to do this. You're going to do this. Uh, and it's, it's very fun, I think, especially the relationship between them two. Because mm-hmm. they, they never, like, they, fin- they know what each other is thinking. <laughs> yeah. And so they never fully say what they're ha- is go- going on. And so, like, George Clooney would be like, well, we could do. He's like, by tomorrow. And it's like they're finishing each other's sentences because they're automatically so in sync of what they're thinking. Yes. Yes. I, I think my favorite, go for it, they teach. do a play off that in 11 and 12. So in 11, like, they're just sitting there and Rusty's not talking. And then he's like, so we have 10 guys. That'll be enough. You think we need one more? We need one more. And I'll get one more. Yeah, because <laughs> he's not saying anything. <laughs> Brad, yeah. and then, Brad Pitt's just staring at the TV screen this entire time. <laughs> and then in the, the second one, it happens the same way. They're watching TV, and Brad Pitt's like, "So you know, I really like her, and maybe I don't know, but she's a cop. Could it work out? And maybe it won't work out." Yeah, you're right. It probably wouldn't. I should probably do this, shouldn't I? <laughs> yeah, I should do that. And, and George Clooney doesn't say anything. And then he's just like, "Man, you're right about this." <laughs> he's like, that. <laughs> "I think." Uh, Something that that's kind of interesting, though, about the uh, the movies, right? They're called Oceans, right? Oceans Eleven, meaning like, oh, it was it was Daniel Ocean's squad that that carried out these heists, right? Um, mm-hmm. But it, it's funny in the in in twelve, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, they that's you don't ever hear uh, in the first movie them ref, refer to themselves as Oceans Eleven, right? That's n- never referred to. However, in these in Ocean's 12, the second film, um, they, uh, someone comes to them and says, oh, uh, you guys are, you know, Ocean's 11, something, something, something. Then they talk about it a little bit later and they're like, wait, 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 who, who decided on uh, this oh. group name that you were going to call, that we were going to be called Ocean's 11? I, I, I thought we weren't going to have a name. It was yada, just yada, a job. Yada. It was just a job. We're all doing this together. And they're like, they're like, well, it is, you know, Daniel Ocean, he was the one that, he uh, set it all up, so really shouldn't it be, you know, his job and his guys? And they're like, well, no, no, no. Like, if you have a problem, like, who do you go to? And they're all like, Rusty. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, oh, okay, well, I guess that defeats the purpose of, of the name. But sorry, that's a little well, side th- bit tangent that I had. I, no, I think that's one of the funniest parts of the second one, though, is just like, they all get, like, Terry Benedict comes back. He says, you're going to give me my money back in two weeks or I'm going to kill you. And then they all get together and it's like, oh, no. You know, Dan, Danny's like, you know, we got to pay the money back. And what do they all talk about? It's like, so who said it was Oceans like 11? Like, <laughs> we, call it the, we, like, we all call it Terry Benedict, Terry Benedict job when we were doing it. <laughs> and so it's like, that's all they seem to care about. They're <laughs> not worried true. about They're not killed. worried about the death part of it all. <laughs> um, yeah. But what do you guys think about, well, let's talk about the heists in these trilogies. What do you guys think about the heists in these? Ooh, the first heist, this, I, I mean, for me, the one it goes one two three first one's the best second one then third one right um as it really, really i'd go one three two but anyway really, that's what i would as well i i don't know i i like the um uh the, the heist in the first one is is simple um simple to understand um but at the same time requires little complexities so as you're watching you're like oh yeah yeah it feels complex, but then simple enough to understand at the same time. So you feel like really, really smart as you're watching it, right? You're like, oh man, yeah, yeah, I'm getting this. This is so cool. Yeah, I could totally do this, right? Um, and, and very engaging in in that way. And then the second one, um, they do the they do the egg. I don't know. Maybe I don't have a preference for the second or third one. I just felt like the second or third one, the story wasn't quite there as much, right? And didn't flow as well with with the heist. They were like, oh yeah, they have some purpose. Right. But the, the purpose wasn't as strong as in the first one where there was there was definite intent of, hey, I'm trying to get back at Terry Benedict and get my wife back. The second one, 
oh, they're just trying to prove. The, the second one was. They're trying to prove who's the better. Uh, is Ocean's Eleven group a better heist person or, or group? Or is it the Tulur? Is he a better thief? But right? it's also like they got to g- g- get the money so then they don't die. <laughs> that, that's true. That's true. That's that's good intent. Or I, I, I think it's more just the, the heists themselves are very because the first one is the only one that i feel like it's like an actual heist where it gets planned out and they have it yes in the second one it's not really planned out it's it's not planned out at all that's what i think is one of the major limitations of the movie is they spend the entire movie doing stuff that has nothing to do with like the reveal at the end i agree and so that i was just like that's just really dumb gotcha. like, that makes sense hey. and the and then the third one's not a heist at all it's just kind of well, we're just kind of screwing this guy well, well, the, well, the third one <laughs> is a heist because Oh, they screwed the guy over, but then they also steal his diamond. They 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 steal his business and oh, the diamonds. Oh, they do steal that. That's it's just, I mean, but they're not stealing the money. They're more giving it to the people. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I will. I guess I didn't think about that second one, like like you guys were saying. And technically, the heist that they carried off wasn't something they planned themselves. They just went to a guy, and he's like, "This is where this it's going to be. This is how you can do it." And they're like, "Okay." Whereas the first one, it really was all them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then it has the twist at at the end of how they get the money out of the casino. Yeah, because so. that's I think the the best thing about the first one is you feel so satisfied when they get the job because you know they go totally. In, you're like, okay, how are they going to get it out? Because there's you know the little, little twists happening, and then they go, and then the the, the well, this is we've been spoiling the whole thing, but when they go out and they're mm-hmm. the SWAT team carrying out the bags, and then they get it. They they get it in the truck, and then you have that scene where they're watching the, the fountains, and it's playing a Claire de Lune. Like you feel so good because like you they do. did it. Like they <laughs> yeah, they completely bamboozled the guy. They got this guy. I mean, they're good guys. They stole his money. <laughs> <laughs> Criminals stealing from criminal. Yeah, because in the second one, because the second one is just. I was like, here's what I would say. It's kind of weird and off. It doesn't I, like the the vibe is completely different from the first one. But there's actually there's a lot of funny moments in the second one that I'd forgotten about is which it's, I think kind of makes up for yes. the lack of story in heist. Like this is actually really yes. funny, but like yeah, but it's, I still but yeah, the heist itself where they actually steal the egg, it's like oh, that's not really a huge heist, but still, uh, it's a funny scene. Yes, <laughs> how they steal the heist. Because uh, when uh, I'll give yeah, it that the egg. Because when they put down the, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, I gotta say this out because it's they're gonna they're trying to steal this egg that's in a bag. And so they all get on the train. One of them's wearing a Yankees hat. The other's wearing a, a Red Sox hat. And so then they sit, these two guys, uh, it's George Clooney and one of the twins, sit down against uh, across from each other. And then one of them puts down the hat. The other swipes it away. And then they just get into a brawl. <laughs> and the brawl is a diversion so that they can grab uh, grab the egg. Or, or, or switch the egg. Switch the egg. With, yeah. with the bag. But it's it's just funny. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You're, I think you're right though, Nate. Um, the, the second one, while it does not have um, the the great heist uh, like like the first one does, and it's just kind of what TJ was saying, these different little kind of random stories, it does have um, a lot of humor and little lines here and there. And the, I think the interactions between the characters are, are better than the first one um, because um, in the first one, they were all just a bunch of random guys for the most part coming together to make the heist happen. In the second one, they kind of already know each other. Um, they know how everyone kind of works, so they're able to play off uh, one another a little bit better and and make those interactions very, and uh, interchanges very funny. Um, uh, so many little one-liners and like inside things that mm-hmm. you have to watch a couple of times to to really pick up on. But yeah, those are those are fun to watch. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Speak. <laughs> TJ's doing a. TJ actually doesn't laugh like that for for our listeners out there. He's doing a little laugh quote from from the second film. Where do you go? Okay, let's let's transition. What do you guys think about the villains in each of the, the three movies? Uh, same kind of same kind of thing. Um, I think Terry's the kind of the coolest villain because he's just because he's not even a villain he's just kind of doing his thing and then they rob him but you don't like him you don't like him the well, entire movie he gives off the mob stone. boss feel right he's yeah. like he's like yeah once we find you we're not going to go to the police we're going to kill you <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah exactly so i mean like he's not a good guy by any stretch whereas in the second one uh the night fox i, I don't know who the actor's name is he's, he's a french um, dude he, he's famous though. I mean, he's he, been in, he's been in a lot of stuff i can't remember his name 
he's a he's a cool character. I just thought I didn't like him in like how he was portrayed as much. He seemed just a little too weak for me, like just kind of a like, oh, I'm like a skinny pretty boy that goes and steals all this stuff. Like I don't know how to explain. He, I it. thought he was pretty suave. Um but he didn't necessarily give a, a villain. He was just kind of this annoying dude that you're like, come on, man, really? He was very arrogant. Yeah, yeah just, he's like, yeah. I'm, I'm the best and I can prove it to you. And then he does the super hard thing. She's I mean, like, well, we just outsmarted you. He thought he was the best of the best of the best. Ah. <laughs> and and he, yeah, he was pretty darn good. Um, but it, so it, it was fulfilling to see Ocean's um, team beat him out, you know, at the end. And then I don't know, the third one, I just felt lackluster. It was just some bad another bad casino guy that was pushing Ruben out of his casino. Well, he also beat up Ruben and almost killed him. Yeah. I just, like, he's just a, just kind of a dirty chump. But, well, I actually, I was most satisfied when they beat the third guy, though, because I really, like, the third guy, you're just like, this guy's, he's just, he's a mean dude. Yeah, he was You messed with Ruben, like, you messed with our, our homie G's, like, I want you to go down. Whereas, like, Benedict is like, yeah, I mean, you can go down. I mean, it's like, but I really want this. I can, what's the third guy's name again? Uh, oh, it's Al, Pac- Al Pacino that plays him. Uh, yeah, it's Al Pacino. It's uh, I don't even remember. I don't remember. Wait, I can't remember. We just call him Al Pacino. Name. Al Pacino. Oh wait. All roads lead to the Midas. <laughs> yeah. So the name of the the character of Al Pacino's character is Willie Bank. Okay. Okay. Uh, and yeah. I think yeah. Banks. The the third one I agree with TJ is the third one you feel, you do feel really satisfied or you feel good that they're taking this guy down because it was like, this guy kind of was, he was getting, wait, 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 guys, guys, someone's here. Someone's here. Take him down. <laughs> yeah. I got him. I got him. <laughs> Danny. That is a quote from the first ocean. <laughs> yeah. But in the third one, it's kind of like, because the first one, yeah, he's just a guy. It, it's the personal because of uh, it's his wife, Julia Roberts, who I don't think we mentioned by name. But then the second oh, yeah, one, second one, it's the challenge, another criminal guy. But this third guy is also the same as them, who is kind of like this heister guy that had, you know, supposed to have kind of this honor. Like he shook, he shook Sinatra's hand. He shook Sinatra's hand. Yeah. And so like when he betrayed Ruben, that's what made it even more personal. And so like you kind of felt like, oh, this guy, he did a bad thing. And so you felt good about all the horrible things that happened <laughs> to his hotel. But uh but what do you guys think about uh let's also another change. What do you guys think about the music in this? Ooh. Um it's again, it's just this kind of uh little it's just it's it's classy and old timey. Like you get a bit of a jazz feel into it. You get a little little bit of modern elements, but mostly old school. And then in the first one especially, when you wrap up with the Claire de Lune, you're just like oh, maybe maybe I want to go into crime and be a gangster. <laughs> like this is like this seems to be a pretty good lie. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. The the music is definitely very engaging. It's pretty dynamic too. It's got like like in the first one, they they have a, you know Elvis you know singing a, a little less conversation as the as you know the cameras paneling over Las Vegas, right? And then yeah, at the end with the Claire de Lune, you know you're feeling very classy as as the um the what uh what, what's it called water jet no water show what, what the were fountain? Those? yeah the fountains the giant water right, fountains okay. are 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 coming up by, you know right by the hotel um but then you know it's got some some rock in there so uh i think it's uh pr- pretty diverse the music um but all very engaging at the different points uh in the film too so uh yeah it's a fun soundtrack yeah because something i noticed yeah because I think that also adds to the charm of these movies is because it's so fun. It's, it's very, uh, yeah. Your charm. <laughs> charm. <laughs> What's up doctor? Yeah. But uh, it's very, yeah, it's very jazzy, very almost swing type, but I think it kind of adds to that feel. It's like, these are like, you know, they're thieves, but they're, they're fun thieves. You know, they're not <laughs> about here to, to murder people yeah. and make people, you know, ruin people's lives. Well, I guess ruin people's lives in a different way, but it's like, you know, it has, it adds to that. I think that sense of class and charm. Uh, is you know portrayed with with the main characters Mm -hmm. but i think another thing i wanted to mention more about those characters also is the i love all the little things that they say that like are need to be known or made in context like oh he shook sinatra's hand or it's like oh we're gonna need an ella fitzgerald on this and all those little those little nods that they say because i think that really adds into uh 
like the the world universe building because it's like oh we need to what about this like whiskey with a gun what if we try that not enough people what if we try this i think also goes to adds to that that uh the fun that you're having with these heists and and a lot of times you don't even know what they're saying you're like oh we need an elf it's gerald or oh we need to, uh to do this but ah uh, you know what we don't have a cat and we can't train a cat that quickly right and you're like wait what are they <laughs> even saying right right you're intrigued by it you don't know exactly what they're saying but it's still intriguing and fun to listen to. So, and I appreciate that. I think it makes it, that's what makes you really think it's a classy movie when they're talking in terms that you don't understand. <laughs> and you know, you're, and then, but the, but that they do nice is they don't expect you to understand. Like you mm-hmm. don't need to know what an Ella Fitzgerald is to get that. It's some sort of, some, um, yeah, some sort of heist trick that high you strategy. need a certain number of people to do. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. What are, you, what are some of you guys' favorite moments that you think are the funniest? You're just like, oh, this was a, a great time to see this. Ooh, mm. I think, uh, I think in the first one, there, there's the twist where um, Danny is locked up right by those two big twins. Not, not the twins on his team, but the, the bodyguards, the, the bodyguard like, twins, uh, Terry Benedict, Terry, yeah. And then they bring in this super huge bruiser guy, you know, like, like cats all over. He's got the chains and you're like, oh man, this dude's bad news. He's, he's about to beat up, uh, Danny pretty good. Right. And then boom, flip, flip the switch. This guy is actually working with Danny and he knows Danny, uh, from somewhere way long ago. And then that guy helps Danny, uh, get out of the room and be a part of the heist. Right. And I think that's a good example of how well connected Danny is and Rusty, right? And mm-hmm. I really like, uh, I, I, I like first the twist, um, but then I, I also like the fact uh, of all these connections that they have throughout all the films. They're like, oh yeah, um, they're able to to work with all these different people just because, I don't know, they're these these high class, you know, quote, villains um, they, that they, get stuff done. They they always know a guy. They always know a guy that's able to help out with their with their situation perfectly. And so, uh, yeah, I, it, that part just kind of like whoa, it threw me for a little bit of a loop. I'm like, wait, this guy he knows him, and then it, it all just kind of works out after from from that point on. Right there, you're like, ooh, I don't know how this is gonna work out. And then afterwards, you kind of see it all come together. Yeah, because to add on to that, I, I love how much, or it's just funny how many people they bribe. It's like, oh, like. Even people that are not even in the high, so like, you know, we just need to give this guy a few million or it's like they pay him off and be like, oh, you do this thing. And then that also works out as well. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I think some of my favorite ones are actually in the third one. So like the, the scene where they send one twin down to go mess up the, where the dice are made so that they can become loaded dice. Oh yeah. But then like the, the working conditions are so bad that he starts like a, a strike and like a revolution kind <laughs> yeah. of thing. And so they're like, like they tell the other twin, like, ah, can you go go figure out the thing with your brother? Go make him do his stuff. And he's like, yeah, I'll, I'll talk sense into him. But then the brother goes down there and he's like, yeah, Danny, like they can't not give us our rights. They're paying us like trash here. And we're going to fight for him. Don't worry. <laughs> and then they like throw a, a vodka or whatever. Yeah, the, it's basically like a the, uh, alcohol bomb, gas bomb or thing? something uh, like that. No, what, bloody Mar- no, that's not a Bloody Mary. Something martini. Yeah. Uh, vodka. I yeah. think it's a vodka martini. Not- Flaming no, Martin, something. Dude, I, I don't know. I, I, can't, I don't know. Why <laughs> if, I if you know what that's it, called, but, let us know. Yeah, I know, dang. I don't know why. I'm but they use it as a bomb um, to try and like yeah. blow up the it warehouse because to. they're protesting against not getting enough money. And it's this whole uh, giant rebellion thing. You're like, yeah. dude, what are you guys doing? You're ruining the. <laughs> you're not supposed to. You're not there to do that. You're supposed to just do the dice and that's it. Yeah, but I also love how, like, like okay, how much we got to pay for them to stop striking? It's like, okay like for 350,000 he's like 350,000 each he's like no 350,000 total and he's like they got him striking for like 350 an hour and he's like yeah so then they pay it and they're like yeah we got higher wages so it all works out yeah I, I think I love as well in that one how they they screw the poor reviewer guy over yes. who oh. comes to the casino like he just has the worst experience ever. Wait, explain that a little bit to you. Explain that. Oh yeah. Okay. So one of the big things is like the, the bad guy bank is trying to get uh, like a five-star review from this like anonymous reviewer. Five diamond Uh, award, which if you win, he gives them the really expensive diamonds. Uh, But they, Danny and them figure out who the guy is. And so then they pretend to be a bunch of the hotel staff and stuff. And they, 
they like poison his room, like put a bunch of bed bugs and, and all chemicals and, and oof. Chemicals. And he just has like the worst experience ever. They end up kicking him out of the They give him food poisoning. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just horrible. But but then at the end they let him they like time this thing that lets him win the lottery and he wins like seven million dollars so you're like ah it works out they were nice it would all worked out (laughs) yeah Uh, i would agree with tj that was one of my favorite moments because they yeah because like they 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 screw the guy over and but then they they give him they they let him win 11 million dollars and so it all works out i will i will say though so the first movie i ever saw first oceans movie i saw was actually oceans 12 and it was when i was younger and after i saw it i'm like that was the coolest movie ever with the heist and, and all this. It just felt so suave. And I was like, I was just in awe, right? And, and I will say when Tolour, who is the arrogant uh, French uh, playboy dude. Night Fox. In, in the 12th or in Ocean's 12, when he steals the fake egg, which he doesn't know is fake at the time. He, he does the dance amongst all the lasers to get past him. I was like, mm-hmm. whoa, he is pretty good, right? And so... Uh, I just want to give a, a little shout out to to that moment. Got to give that guy some credit because he's a pretty good thief. Yeah, he is. Yeah, this is just like another little moment. But when in Ocean's Twelve, when they're at the train station because they lost Yun in a suitcase, uh, they're like uh, they're talking, <laughs> and uh, like the twins are talking. It's like, man, they put them in a handbag. How could they do this? Like, I'll show a little sympathy. But then somehow Danny comes over, and then they say something about his age, and he's like, "You think I'm 50? He's like, how old do you think I am? And then he's like, 48, 52. Like, <laughs> but then he goes over to Basher. He's like, hey, how old do I look? And Basher's like, uh, 50. He's like, really? He's like, yeah, from the neck up. Well, oh. just, you know, from the neck up. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, ah. Yeah, but I don't know. I love, uh, oh, well, yeah, I guess it's all the little moments. You get to see uh, Brad Pitt be a doctor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's just a lot of little funny moments. Uh throughout all three that you're like oh that's kind of clever that's kind of witty right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. i guess but uh i don't know i'm trying to think of any anything else to bring up no these are just these are ones i don't know it's it's harder uh, it's harder to to really analyze this one i think um this is just i mean there's there's a lot going on there's a lot of those little funny moments that we have mentioned uh this is one that you just got to sit down and watch probably a couple times, right? You watch the first one, and you're like, wait, how, how does it work out? Or you watch the second one, and, and you might not catch all these different uh, fun moments, but you watch it again, and you're like, oh, okay, I see what they're saying. This is one that you uh, you gotta you gotta sit down and, and watch the trilogy, and and we definitely know as you do, so you'll you'll have a fun time. Yeah, there's a I forgot a little bit of trivia I wanted to share. So yeah, Matt Damon's character Linus is supposed to be a really really good pit pocket. Yeah, that that's what I was saying by yeah. he, he's the lift. Yeah, but. And for in order to prepare for this role, he learned to pickpocket. And so, like, <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. And so, like, when filming this, they're like, okay, okay, go pickpocket this guy. And he's like, well, and then they film it, like, how come you didn't pickpocket them? And he's like, I did. And he pulls out the guy's wallet. And so he became so good at it. So the first scene you see him pickpocket, they had uh-huh. to play it into slow motion because otherwise you wouldn't be able to see it. Oh, and so he, really? So he literally kind of became his character and became such a good pickpocketer that they had they had to slow it down to be like, oh. He did it. See, I thought it was the opposite. I'm like, oh, they just did this kind of funny camera angle just to make it look like he was a good pickpocketer, right? He's probably not that good. Oh, well, that's kind of funny. It's the <laughs> complete opposite. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well done, Matt. And well now- done, Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> Harry Potter 4, baby. We'll do Harry Potter. I know we keep quoting it all the time, we'll, but so we'll do it, it eventually. I think we're doing it. We're going to try and do it this month, aren't we? It's November, right? Oh. I, I guess oh, we are. Oh, yeah. or, or maybe not. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I'll, I'll maybe just, not. We'll just make the promise that we'll do Harry Potter eventually okay. sometime. But could be one year, could promises. be two years. Yeah. <laughs> but I think, yeah, over... What about three, three years? I could see that as a definite possibility. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, overall, I think the Ocean's films are just... They're fun heist films. And they're kind of movies you can kind of watch. Like, you're intrigued by how they do it. But you're able just to sit back, relax, and be like, I can enjoy this because it's it's really it's hilarious and just it's just a lot of fun. And you're like, I want them to get away. With yeah, it. yeah. It's you're rooting for. They're not quote good guys, but they're the good guys of the film. Um, so you're rooting for. Them. Wait, wait. Okay, I remembered a moment that I that I do love is in the first one when uh, Rusty's teaching all these uh, TV stars at the time, like Tover <laughs> Grace and all of them, how to play poker. Teen <laughs> teenage stars. Yeah. 
And like then the, mm-hmm. he cons them out of their money. But I just love seeing, I think, Topher Grace just like be himself as a crazy Hollywood dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't pick that up in the second one. But that guy with the super long hair is it's Topher, Topher again. It's Topher again. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, Topher, you didn't have to go all Frank and Munez on me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Destroying the hotel. And then he's just like, uh, he's like, man, I've been doing terrible. He's like, I phoned in that Dennis Quaid movie. <laughs> I just did. <laughs> and so, I don't know. I, I do love seeing that. And it's just like, uh, imagine these yeah, are somewhat how they are in real life. Yeah, very fair. But, uh, oh, hey, go ahead, Teach. Should we give a rating? Yeah, I was about to say rating. Uh, do you want to go first, Teach? Yeah, I'll give it eight out of ten. Really, really fun. Maybe I should be a little more stingy because if I, I didn't like the twelfth one that much. So maybe seven point five. Ooh, okay, okay. So, so a little trying to. I'm trying to be a little more stingy because I, I, I seem to get out of a lot of eights. But maybe we just review a lot of good stuff. Yeah, what actually, I, know? I was gonna say the same thing because I'm like, oh yeah, I'll give it two thumbs up, not on fire, just thumbs up. And I'm like, I've probably done that for the last three or four episodes, but that's also just because. What about, what, what about one thumb up, one thumb sideways? No, no, it's better than that. I'll give, I'll give, no, no. how about this? I'll give one thumb up and one thumb, three like, quarters, three quarters, you know, 75% up. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, we, we just choose to do things that I think we, we enjoy watching for the most part. So we'll, we'll probably give them <laughs> review, good reviews for the yeah. most part. So maybe, maybe um, we have to do a really bad movie. Yeah. Maybe we just got to do like something random. Maybe. Yeah. Or maybe do a really bad movie. It's so bad. It's good. Bad. Oh, I, I got one that we could do. At the same time, no one would have ever. It's like a Mecha Godzilla movie made way back when. Sorry, <laughs> a terrible movie. Anyways, but yeah, good movie. Yeah, a uh, fun flick, fun three films. I guess to yeah. watch. My recommendation is you should, you should watch these. You don't have to watch these, but if you're looking for a fun time, you should watch these because it's it, it's a, it's a blast to be honest. Yeah, and I think it's also something to mention just to kind of end here. Because there's uh, an all-star cast, and there's there's a lot of actors that you're familiar with too, um, which I think makes the film even more fun, right? A lot of times you can watch films, and if you're not familiar with some of those actors, you're like, oh yeah, that's a good film. But if you've seen the actors and in, in other things previously, I think it's just more enjoyable to watch. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what that's, we got. Yeah, that's that's, that's what we'll start thoughts on Ocean's the original Ocean's trilogy. Yeah. Um, should we uh, now finish off with playing that quote one last time? Here we go. Yep. I understand what you're saying and your comments are valuable, but I'm going to ignore your advice. The cuss you are. Wait, that's it. <laughs> there we are. There we are. All right. Thank you guys for listening. We appreciate it as always. Uh, if you want to fo- follow us on social media, on Twitter and Instagram at quotes and stuff pod you want to send in an email with suggestions or guessing the quote that's at quotes and stuff pod that's quotes and stuff pod at gmail.com and we'll see you guys next time see ya